on today's episode of Sippin' on a 40, we'll just be talking to Bondi. Okay? Okay? Give me a break. I'm bored. I'm bored. Man, we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. Are you serious, Nick Bondi? Host the power of the towel? You think it's already over? That's all we get from well, here? Moral victories? <laughs> Are we at that point? Look, you, you look at the standings. Every other team in the division has games in hand on the Canucks. Every single one. The Canucks essentially have got to win. Can, can, you, can you name two, the numbers? Two or three Give games. my every, people every the numbers. Give the people the numbers. I need the numbers here, okay? You want, do you want me to look it yes, up? Yes, Bondi, okay? I, 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 right I'm now. too bored. I'm too concerned. I had my year planned right. the fuck out. You know, I thought I was I thought I was going to live the, the good life here. The Canucks have played 17 games. Oh, the Canucks played 17 games. Okay. The Flames, who they just played, have played 13. They got four games in hand. Yes, 13. Four games in hand. Oilers just have one game in hand. Montreal, three games in hand. Leafs, three games in hand. The Sens, who they're not really going to be competing in the division, two games in hand. So the Canucks have played more games than all these, and they're 6-11. and 3-11 against teams not named the Ottawa Senators. I would say, I would say at most, okay. at most, the Canucks have probably a 10% chance. Okay, you know what, Bondi? You know what this reminds me of? I know people are going to think I'm crazy here, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the clip in the post-edit. This actually reminds me. But it wasn't this bad. But it does remind me of that time where Aaron Rodgers, yes, Aaron Rodgers, told, you know, everyone to relax. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. Shut the fuck up! And I know they don't deserve to relax. Shit's pretty bad, okay? Let, let, me, let, let me finish here, okay? It was off of a loss, but it was off of a game in which they actually played pretty decent. Things were kind of looking different they just didn't get the result i feel as if there is a chance based on the way they played for 44 minutes today that i don't know maybe they can turn it around because they played really good for the first 44 minutes and i will say this though right i'm not gonna go sabalski and thank you jeff thank you ben right i'm not gonna do that all right yeah. uh, i'm Thanks, not trying Jim. to i'm not trying to cut this team any slack really because come on let's be honest this is six straight losses this is this is what, 2021, the year after 2020, you treating our city like this? Are you serious? Six straight losses? That is not good. That is not good enough. Real talk, no excuses. I'll say this, this team, I feel as if when things, when things can go south, they just break, you know? When that third goal went in, they were the better team for four. They, they could have turned it around still, but I feel as if they gave up. They gave up after that 3-1 goal, and it's, it's not not the way it should be to be honest like honestly this this feels like a team that is waiting for the other shoe to drop so to say they're waiting, they're waiting. for something to happen they're waiting for a coaching change a general manager change what have you but they are they are waiting for something to happen i don't know if you caught the uh the post-game press conference i they, didn't uh, i didn't i'm bored i'm bored Canucks. i'm bored 
Did you so you so you watched it? I'm bored. I walked away, buddy. I walked away. No, I, I, you, was you, I, I was bored. I, I ended up. I, I've been I've been making a habit of watching these press conferences uh, after after all these games. And Pedersen sounded depressed, man. He sounded Ooh. he sounded the most. He sounded depressed. He sounded just so down. He, well, he, bro, Pedersen seems down. But he's down bad right now. Petey's down bad right now. This guy is saying Pedersen is not sounding sounding right right now and to be honest how was that surprising we're talking about a fucking competitor right now bro this guy is a fucking winner this is not working for a minute it goes back to again if i hope that we're not at that point where moral victories are what this team will be looking forward to like those are the only things that this team will be able to talk about in this 2021 season i hope that's not the case because again this city this fucking city deserves way better way better way better and you brought up that word the other day and i can't believe i forgot about the word i really can't believe i forgot about the word but meaningful hockey look at this shortened yes. nhl season it starts late the way this team is playing once again for what the sixth time the fifth time in whatever year whatever years i'm sorry this team will not have meaningful hockey in march and that's bad that's bad, bro. Yeah. That's bad. Uh, that that is not is what bad. the city does deserve. Hey, there's a bullshit. <laughs> Again, I, I just I just keep on going back to the fact that the Canucks have played the most games in the division, and every single team has games in hand. Some of the multiple games mm -hmm. in hand. It's all well and good to say the Canucks played better, and they did for the most part. I know. Forty minutes. It's all well and good to say. It's all well and good to say the Canucks, you know, played better in this game. It's all even the last game against the Leafs. It's all well and good to say the Canucks played better. By the end of the day, they picked up zero points from those games, though both those teams regulation losses. So at some Man. point, you gotta you gotta pick up wins. It's, it's not enough to yeah, say if you want to have meaningful dude. games down the stretch. It's not enough to say, oh, okay, they've played well. You gotta start turning around again. With the with the amount of games the Canucks have already played compared to everyone else, the fact that they gotta win at least two of three the rest of the season. If it, but consider this, consider this. If this was a regular NHL season, we would be past the uh, traditional American Thanksgiving threshold, which usually determines, right, if you're a playoff team or not. If you're, if you're out of it, really out of it, by the time American Thanksgiving comes around you, during a regular quote-unquote NHL season, it's it's hard to come back. And Yo, Bondi, you look that, upset, and, bro. My guy looks upset, bro. This just, I'm just I'm just trying to prepare everyone for the fact <laughs> that we're gonna we're gonna have most likely a, a extended death march uh, uh, the rest of the season. Yo, That's why it's shaping I, up. I told to be. The, I told the March, people, April, beginning of May, we're gonna we're gonna be playing out the string. I told the people, right? I told the people, um, you're not getting meaningful games in March. Once again, that is horrible. That is not what Vancouver deserves. Fifty one years, no cup, fifty one years, absolute mediocrity. Fifty one years and we finally get to just, you know, handle business. Fifty one plus years and we get to handle business in an all Canadian division. And this is what's happening. This is embarrassing. Cause cause think about this, right? Ottawa, that's obsolete. They they're not even in this division, realistically. Like real hockey people know yeah. they're they're not even in this division. The Canucks are the worst team in Canada. And that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Let, let's be honest. It's not what the people deserve. And especially in 2021, the year after 2020, give my people something to watch. What else, what else are you going to do with Vancouver? What else the city yeah. in the, with masses, within the masses, what are they going to do? And this is, uh, this is gross, man.
it's tough. It's tough. I think a lot of people expected, you know, there were there was a lot there was a good chunk of people who expected the Canucks to take a step back this season. Let's not forget those people. There's some people who thought they could sustain the level they th- saw in the bubble. You know, I was one of those people. Hands up. Uh, you know, we have a saying on this network, right? Honest people, honest podcast. Yeah, 100%. I thought before the season, if Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes can take that other step, if they could be even better than they were in the 1920 season, that can maybe paper over some of the holes the Canucks obviously have in their roster. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Petey had a good game tonight. Quinn Hughes, are, are, are we ready to talk? I, I was thinking about this during the game, Kyle, and I, I want to get your uh-oh, thoughts on this. Uh-oh, uh-oh, it's are, we, are, we, are we ready to talk about elite, uh, Quinn Hughes' defensive play this season? Because I don't think he's been nearly at the same level defensively as he was okay, last let, let's season. Talk he's still picking up points. Let's talk about he's this. still a point-per-game defenseman. Is Quinn Hughes best Canucks defenseman of all time, one of the best defensemen in Canada? Yes. Well, let's talk about this. Is it that much of a difference? Like, I know they haven't been able to find that right guy, but but Chris Tanev is not there anymore. Is it? Is it that big of a difference? You know what I'm saying? What type of guy is Chris Tanev to to a Quinn Hughes? Uh, it's uh, look. That's another thing that's really concerned me over over the past few days. Is all these reports that you know we talked about Quinn Hughes's quote. Say it last again. Podcast, Drop it again. Right? Drop it again. Drop it again. Um, it was. Some, I don't have it in front of me, but it was something along okay. the lines that we lost. We he was essentially calling out management for like letting all these guys walk. Like we lost a lot of good players. And look, I'm sure Jacob Markstrom and Chris Tanev, especially these are guys that Lewis Patterson, Quinn Hughes came into the league playing with. You know, hey Quinn, the relationship between Quinn Hughes and Chris Tanev is off the ice, is well documented, right? He used to call him dad. He used to go over to have dinner with him. You know, Chris oh, Tanev, you know, Chris Tanev sort of took Quinn Hughes under his wing to start his NHL uh, NHL career. But look, what are these what are these professional athletes like saying all the time? It's a business. It's a business. They always like it's it's one of those cliches you always hear professional athletes. It's a business. All right. If you if you're a professional athlete and you are expecting to play with your buddies your entire career. You're in for a bad time. Like that's just not how it works. If you want to go play, if you want to go play with your buddies, go join a rec league team. Go join oh. a beer league team. That's just it's, if you're if you're a professional athlete and you're expecting to play with your buddies, like give your head a shake. That's not how this works. If these reports are true and they're in that and this is why the Canucks have sort of taken a step back this year because they're mad that their buddies have left. Like that that's it's a business. That's what they like to say. It's a business. You, you just gotta get over it. There you go, man. Okay. You're one to talk. You you try. You try having to, you know, see your, your best bud just move away, okay? I'm sure it's okay. tough. But these, I don't, I'm sorry if I'm sorry if I don't feel like sympathy for them. No, that no, these guys getting played paying paid it's very just a well. Friend. And again, it's a business. <laughs> no, I know, man. I know. It's a business. It's a young team. It's your Vancouver Canucks. That's, and they, they just keep losing games. To me. Those they just keep losing games against teams that are not named. The Ottawa Senators. Yeah, yeah. Three you know, and eleven against teams not named Ottawa. Three and that eleven. Should, that should, that should not the named flag. Ottawa. Yo. And that one win against Winnipeg. Let's be real. Came pre pre Dubois in the lineup. No line in the lineup either because he was just traded, right? So next wow, time, man, the, I'm going to see how dude. the how the Canucks play the Jets with uh, with Dubois in the lineup because that that forward group. 
for the for the Jets is scary against the Canucks. How they're Dude, currently man, this is so look at look at what we're doing, bro. It's I know we have to do it because again, it's six. What is it? Six straight losses? Is it six, six straight? Six straight? Yo, yeah. yo, have you ever been kicked in the ball so hard? This is humiliating, yo. Because this is in front of Canada. This is in yeah. front of Canada. This is it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I, I wanted the season. I wanted to hand the. Le- I wanted the Canucks to hand the Leafs their annual first yo, round playoff hey, Bondi, loss. Can, and that doesn't even okay. look like it's going to happen. They might not can, even get the opportunity. Can it happen? And how does it happen? And actually, we'll just end with this question because if. It's going to happen. It's going to happen internally, right? I don't see a, a person coming in that's going to no. have to wait two it's weeks to save hard, this it's fucking too hard team. To make okay. A trade this year so with the can the, can that happen? Can that happen? I tweeted it out, right? Mark Sherm is trying to end Jim Benning in Vancouver. He's trying to do that, and he's playing for the other team. Is that what it's going to take? A little message, you know? If it's going to happen at the end of the season, based on what we're seeing, why not do it now? And again, yeah. this like what we're seeing, right? What we're seeing is it's astonishing it's astonishing to see who is doing this to the canucks right and it's canadia embarrassing it is what it is but it's also it's also embarrassing it really is and then you got to foley then you got to foley doing what the foley's been doing and then markstrom's beating this team three times and yo from the jump jacob markstrom was the best player on the ice by far and away and when he does that when he's playing that good he's one of the best players in the nhl I've said it before. He's yoked. The Canucks were getting grade A scoring chances from elite talent. And Markstrom was just calm, cool, collected. Honestly, he, he was a treat to watch tonight. The way it's happening, yeah, this is uh this is looking like Jim Benning is is possibly gonna get gonna get canned soon. I can't believe it. I can't it, believe it. 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 If you believe all the reports out there, it, it sounds like Jim Benning's on borrowed time right now. And I think it was Irfan Gaffar today, you know, who I had on a power of the towel right before free agency. You know. Wow, that's got to plug himself. Great, like great insight. Good, good, good work, good work, good work. Pre- He's the guy who pretty much said, like, Jacob Marshall and the Canucks were never really close on the contract section, which is pretty illuminating at the time. But anyways, getting getting sidetracked here. Um, he pretty He said that, he said that I think the decision's already sort of been made. Which is which is shocking, and <laughs> I heard uh, Sadiar Shaw say this series, and it's been reported by guys like Dan Murphy as well. This series against the Flames is, is pivotal for the upcoming decision regarding uh, regarding Jim Benning, and it's shocking what Markstrom did today. By it felt is, like a nail because this is getting to a point yeah, where it is you, unreal. You have seven, you have close to seven years of evidence of Jim Benning's regime with the Canucks. You need to decide, you need three random regular season games to decide if he's the guy going forward. We have close to seven years of evidence if you want to judge Jim Benning if he's the guy going forward. So wow. I think the decision's sort of already been made. How Again, could it happen here in Vancouver? In Vancouver. In Vancouver. You know what, Bondi? You know what, Bondi? I'm going to have to do a, do a, a bit of time in the world of self-reflection, Okay. In the next couple of days, I'm gonna have to walk. Jim Benning might have to I'm, too. I'm gonna have to walk for a long time because I need to know what happened. What happened to to Kyle Bowen to K Y L E B H A W A N? And did he? What happened during that quote unquote playoff run that made him believe that? Oh shit! Like maybe this guy proved me wrong. Because. I'm looking back at the clock, right? I, I always said this, man. I always said I felt as if Brock Besser actually saved Jim Benning's job 
when Brock Besser broke through. And it was just one of those years where the Canucks still sucked, but this rookie was just able to create this much hype. He was that damn good in his first season. Yeah. And Jim Benning bought another year. Then he bought another year with Pedersen and Hughes and whatnot. But all in all, I mean, going into last year, right? I mean, finishing off the year last season, right? If <laughs> if there's no COVID-19 and the way the Canucks were playing down the stretch there without Markstrom, he's probably gone. And I was watching yeah. the game today for the first, and I was I was asking myself a lot of questions. And this core's been around for two or three years, but without Markstrom, they really look like they lack an identity. Like because before the identity was kind of easy, was get bailed out, score some goals, and to to be honest, that's a fucking bad recipe to love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's a bad recipe to love. But we kind of just knew that's how it was going to work. Watching them without, we all kind of got used to it. Yeah, we all kind of got used to watching it. them without Markstrom. You got to ask yourself, like, what is this team? How how can they play? What is their identity? And I'm just not seeing that too. Yeah, it's um, I th- I tweeted it out of time. I wrote an article about it for uh, for Next Conduct that this this all these decisions to let Markstrom go and Tanev go and Foley go and Troy Stetcher. We haven't even talked about Troy Stetcher. This team probably misses Troy Stetcher as well. Look. I get on a, and I don't think it's that hard of a take to say Troy Stetcher is a third pairing defenseman. Like if, if you're trying to be a championship Stanley Cup contender, like you know at the Tampa Bay Lightning, Colorado Avalanche level, Troy Stetcher is a third pairing defenseman. You'd be slotted on the third pairing. You'd be a good third pairing defenseman for those teams. But the Canucks are not Colorado or Tampa Bay, right? Like he would be a useful piece on this blue line right now. They they let him walk. They didn't prioritize him. This offseason for the Vancouver Canucks has been, you know, the the past the past mistakes of the salary cap for Jim Benning coming back to haunt him. That's what it ended up being. It's it's and and that's what and that's what this season has resulted. In. That's why they sort of had to take a step news. back. It's front page news. All CBC has to do is wait for that Saturday night, and they just got to run that graphic to see the damage. Yes, the fucking damage that the ex-Canucks have done on the Canucks this season in 2021, where, yeah. again, they're looking they're looking as if they're the worst team in Canada not named Ottawa, which is, to be honest, a, a distinction. You don't want to have, but it is a distinction. Yeah. And look, there's something just so visceral oh, man, about a guy man. like Tyler Toffoli scoring a hat-trick against you first game back, right? Because at the end of the day, losing Markstrom and Tanev... We're Whoa. big losses for this team. You've got Monumental. guys like Quinn Hughes Yo, saying Marshall's like... Marshall's a bigger loss than Toffoli, man. But, but, but no, one's, no one was blaming the Canucks I know, no for one not was. signing no that deal. Was, People saw the six-year like deal and, and they said, and they said, you know, that's a bit rich for where the Canucks are at. Toffoli is a guy that's on a good deal. He's on four pi- times 4.25. He's a good this, top six forward Yo, on a reasonable guitar, deal. Can you play guitar, man? Can you just play a guitar sign off the people? Like, give us a song, bro. <laughs> just give us a fucking song. I'll sip it on a 40. All right, just lay down some fucking strings. Uh, let's give our city something because this is boring talk. If you got through that well, whole episode wait, of sipping on a 40. If you want some Niels Hoaglander. Oh, yo, Niels Hoaglander. Is it Hoaglander? Well, this, this dude. This dude. You know what? You know what? I got to play this. I got to play this. It's raining. Vancouver. Hallelujah, it's raining. Vancouver. Honestly, I'm just saying this out of my ass right now, real talk, but he may be the best rookie in Canada. 
That dude is something, oh. bro. That yeah, dude is something. Good. He works his ass off, and we are starting to see his hands catch up to the NHL speed. And watch out for that motherfucker, man. That guy's a great hockey player. He's a great hockey player. And, again, I say that because, because I'm confident in his ability to, his ability to always hustle, to always work his ass off. No matter what, no matter what stage in his career he gets, he will always have that within him because uh, it's just evident what, what we've seen from him. This guy's a dog. This guy's a dog. And, again, we're seeing the hands catch up, and I've been really, really impressed with uh, with Hooglander. He's going to be a good middle six forward for this team for for the next few years. And guess what? Considering the cap situation for the Canucks, he's going to be on ELC for the next two seasons. That's a great contract. That is surplus value, as as some people would call it. For, right, so in terms of the cap right? situation, like, a guy like Hoaglander on, on ELC is huge. Hey, what was the best part of your What was the best part of your day? Okay, come on, let's talk about our days here before we sign off. You know, oh, what's man. going on? Like, what you eat? What was the best meal you had today? Can we just Can we just end on some fucking positivity, man? This is some sad shit, dude. That was some positivity, man. Hoaglander, Hoaglander had a great. I game. know, man, but something else, man. A little bit more, man. I'm playing some happy music in the back, man. Come on, man. What, what, what do we got? What, what was the uh, best it, it thing you was, ate it today? It was a good day. I'm working on an article for uh, for Nuxmas Conduct. There you Conduct. go. Plug yourself. So, yeah, that, that was fun. I read a book. I read uh, part of Jerry West's book. I read a chapter of that. It's cool, and right? That guy, it's cool. Yeah, that, guy is a, that guy has a tormented soul, I'll say that, just reading his book. Yo, that's the best way to put it, man. Yo, yeah. that's. I know he uses the word tormented in the title, but the way you put soul there, that's actually it, man, because... Yeah. It's he dark. really opens up too. Like I know Jerry West as you know the basketball executive. He's the guy who drafted Kobe Bryant. He's the guy who like signed Shaq when he was mm-hmm. with the Lakers. He's the guy who convinced Kevin Durant to join the Warriors. Like he's a influential all time basketball exec, and he's just opening up about like how his dad beat him and you know all this stuff. It's wild. And it's a great book. Wait till he actually just uses that throughout the whole book, throughout his whole story. It's it's. It's that man. It's a tormented soul. It's so dark. It's so, it's so not right. Oh man, it's, it's one of the best books that I've ever read, man. To be honest, cause it's high praise. It's how come every page is so great and so down? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's so it's weird. Good description. It's yeah. so great that it's then it's fucking hell. It's tormented. That's what it is. That's a good book, man. I think, I think the title is what Jerry West. His tormented life or something my tormented life or something like that yeah there you very go. uplifting title that was pretty close there you go i asked this guy to uh tell me a good story and it ends on the uh tormented note which is just fucking fitting <laughs> for this episode of sipping on i like 40. the book the book was good yeah, the book was good um anything on my part i don't know man yo man i i don't know yo bro i did some body squats today i don't got it anymore man i thought i was i thought i was strong but if you think you're strong, go do some body squats and you'll, you'll learn. You'll learn, dude. I want to understand the science behind that. But, hey, I'm just Kyle Bound. K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. Hey, Bondi, you stole the show. Bondi, you saved me some time. Bondi, thank you so much. Power of the Towel. It's coming out, what, every Tuesday? I don't know, maybe maybe more. Who knows? Who knows? It's the Nux yeah, Misconduct Network. Stay tuned. Yes, the Nux Misconduct Network. Go find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Begsy, he's making the quickie again. The fastest hockey show in the world. I've said it. I've said it. I've said it before, right? This dude is in... He's on bad terms with his daughter right now. Because if he's spending some more time podcasting, there's something going on there. His, what, four-month-old daughter? Something's going on there. He's got to afford diapers, man. Diapers are expensive. Got to go podcast Uh, more. There you go, man. I thought something was up. I hope nothing's up. 
Pegsy, Quickie. Hey, have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. We don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we appreciate it. Peace.